0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to share with you an article that I enjoyed reading from David Hanscom MD. And the title of his article was Negative Messages to Your Brain. I thought this would be interesting because I enjoyed reading it. And I thought that I would share it with you because of the number of people who write to me about negative messages actually the wording is more negative thoughts. And so when you have negative thoughts, especially when they're repetitive, what is the message that you are sending to the brain? And how does that pan out for those of us who have had anxiety or are anxious, or how this might even be affecting anybody? And what can we do about it? So he had some interesting points here that I will share, but again, I will put a link to the entire article in the show notes for you if you would like to read the whole thing. Dr. Hanscom says that he spent some time with Bruce Lipton, who is a cell biologist, and he's the author of a best selling book called The Biology of Belief. And one of his major points regarding the function of the nervous system was that 95% of our nervous system is functioning from the unconscious aspect of it. And only 5% is from our conscious brain. The only way you can change your brain and behavior is using tools that access the unconscious brain they go on to say that it is also a major mismatch in that the unconscious part of your brain processes about 20 to 40 million pieces of information per second, compared to only 40 bits per second of your conscious brain. Now that's a huge divide. The unconscious part of our brain is processing 20 to 40 million bits of information per second compared to only 40 bits per second of our conscious brain. So I just was remembering along the same lines of this book with Bruce Lipton, The Cell Biologist, is another author that I think you might enjoy, and I'll put a link to her book, and I'll put a link to Bruce Lipton's book in the show notes too, but is, is author Candace Pert. Now, Candace Pert was a neuroscientist and a pharmacologist. She's actually the person who discovered the opiate receptor, the cellular binding site for endorphins in the brain. And she wrote a marvelous book that I highly recommend. I read it probably, oh my gosh, 30 years ago, but it is called Molecules of Emotion. And again, like I said, the links for those books will be in the show notes. But it's very important to at least have some understanding of the idea that we are more than just the physical brain, right, and the physical body and our emotions and how do they all tie in together. Her book Molecules of Emotion and Bruce Lipton's uh, Biology of Belief are just some very interesting reading, and they're a little different, and they're not brand new books by any means, but they are still relevant. So let's get back to the article here. I get off on these tangents. I'm remembering people that you might really value and enjoy reading. Candice Peart was actually very interesting and she died a few years ago, but obviously she is the neuroscientist who discovered the opiate receptor. So this is pretty big stuff back in the day. So how is it that we can access the unconscious brain? One necessary step they were mentioning here in the article is to first develop an awareness of what is Currently being put into it. So, Dr. Hanscom goes on to talk about, I won't go into his whole story here, but he goes into a story about visiting Half Moon Bay and noticing the signs that were up on like the beach and how they're telling you, don't do this, don't do that, right? And over and over again. So, his point was that repetition is something that happens. And you know, I talk about repetition here because I talk about needing to hear things over and over again to actually get it into your brain. But we also want to pay attention to the things that we see and hear over and over again that we don't really want to be embedded, right? So one of the traits required to access and alter your subconscious part of your brain and your mind is to have repetition. And much of what is being presented to us is negative, like advertising, things that are trying to keep us, laws, things that are trying to keep us in line. And if it was verbal, it would be considered nagging. Some of these things that we see in reading or in signs, if someone were saying it to us, we would certainly consider it nagging we really are subjected to an endless number of you messages. You must do this. And we are so used to it that probably most of us don't notice it anymore. Now, you might feel that even considering this topic of environmental messaging to be a complete waste of time, but they go on to say here that most people have an ongoing voice in their heads that is saying, you are not good enough. You are not good enough. And where did that come from? Not good enough. So one of the things we want to keep in mind is that this self-critical messaging that we've heard from childhood, we've all heard things that parents, teachers, friends, even people we're trying to set standards for us, right? Or get us to do things that were in our best interest. Unfortunately, it's not true that having those said to us over and over again, we're setting us in the right direction. Obviously, it's good to have, as they called it in the article, a vision of excellence and take action to pursue your goals. But it's another thing to never be good enough, right? And I know people have experienced this, never good enough. It drives many people to achieve, but at what price? And this voice is deeply programmed So deeply that there's not always an easy way to turn it off. Then the marketing world shows up and it continues to feed us negative messages that present us with then what? Solutions to improve our appearance, our clothing, our body, athletic skills, etc. It's impossible to comprehend the effects of these constant and ongoing messages. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So getting back to the repetitive negative messages that we get, we want to see what it is that we can actually do to make changes. It really doesn't work to change behavior, they were saying in this article, we become immune. We all know better than to litter. We don't need people to tell us that every, you know, 100 yards in a sign don't litter. We don't need signs to remind us. Even the threat of a fine doesn't really stop people from doing it. The people who don't litter don't do it because they have some level of consideration for property that belongs to all of us. The view. And the ones who will litter will do it anyway. And we have to step back and look around ourselves to see what kind of messages are out there because we become immune, as the article said. We don't see what we have seen or heard over and over and over again. It just doesn't land on us consciously. But believe me, it is there subconsciously we're surrounded with negative messages from every direction, and they are having an effect on us. As a matter of fact, we often have that dig into us, I am not okay the way I am right now, like I'm doing things wrong. You can't be trusted to do the right thing, right? We begin to feel this, I'm not good enough, that we have maybe already heard. And we want to choose carefully what we are putting in. So many things we can't avoid. You can't avoid seeing those signs. You can't unsee them. um, But we can choose more carefully. And we can't change our past regarding the way our parents, teachers, coaches, bosses friends, whoever motivated us with endless criticisms, right? Like if that happened, it's already done and gone. But what about in this moment? What can we do now as we move forward? What messages are we choosing to program our brains with? And these are the places you want to pay attention. What are you reading, right? What movies do you watch? What about your ongoing, your own self-critical input into your own mind, your own self-critical messages that you say to yourself over and over again? Are you critical of the people around you? And what are they hearing from you? And there's a point that Bruce Lipton made, and that was that in order to access your subconscious, it requires repetition. It's clear that the negative input for most of us far exceeds the positive, but you have a choice and you can choose to input into you whatever you would like. Positive outlook and vision is a different energy than positive thinking. No one is asking you to be happy about something that's unpleasant. Well, I know we've talked about that here many times, like you can't fool yourself, But if something is bad, it is bad. But when you are not in a crisis and have a choice, why not choose something enlightening and fulfilling? It will eventually become a habit and your brain physically changes in structure when you do that. And then we have to realize that even though we don't have a solution or a you know, a way out of every negative thing that we have heard over the past, we can pay attention and develop now, here going forward, our own messages that go in. It begins with this awareness. And once you become aware of the nature of what your brain is being bombarded with, you can observe your body's response. And remember that you now have choices. And one of them is to use strategies that train your brain to focus in a different direction and calm your neurochemical reactions. This is a different process than positive thinking. It is actually creating your vision. This isn't changing it in a way that is just kind of Making yourself, oh dear, I should be thinking positive. And actually, when most people say that, when I'm when they talk to me about positive thinking, they're doing it with kind of a like, oh brother, like you don't you don't even buy it anyway. So it isn't about just Pollyanna or putting on rose-colored glasses, but making different choices. And it's important to understand the effects of what you are choosing to upload into your own brain computer. If your brain is stuck on negativity, you will continue to reinforce it. But once you change the way you look at and process information around you, you'll be able to stimulate your brain to physically develop in a direction of your choice. And this is what neuroplasticity is all about. You can change your brain, but it takes repetition. So let's steer away from the repetition that keeps us in that anxious loop and begin to just pause, see what is going on, and shift into another thought. We can steer this ship. It takes a lot to turn it, but I know that you can do it. If I could do it, you can do it too. And now for today's quote. We are not victims of our genes, but masters of our fates, able to create lives overflowing with peace, happiness, and love. And that's from Bruce H. Lipton.